We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. All right, it's live show this week. This is the second attempt. We tried to do this on Friday and uh, had technical difficulties, and now we're back here on a Sunday. And somehow in between then and now, I caught a cold, so I sound like this. But uh, so tonight, it's myself, Mikey Him from the Turn Lefts Podcast. We also got Ward He Him from the Turn Lefts Podcast, Brandon He Him from the Cars and Comrades Podcast, and Declan They Them from our Discord. How's it going, comrades? How are y'all? Hanging Don't in. Don't open it once. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Cool, cool. Yeah, Brandon, it's Sunday you know, night, man. I'm low energy. Yeah, no problem. I mean, you're avoiding uh, getting shot outside a funeral by some fucking teenagers, I hope. So fucking crazy over yeah. there. It's it's Pittsburgh. You have to avoid getting shot a few places. I don't yeah. know. No, I, I retract that. That's it's fear mongering. Like there's violence sometimes in every city. Violence everywhere. Yeah. Apparently, even in the uh, Pelosi's home. I think that's going to be our first thing for tonight. So, uh, Declan, you have an article, I think, that you can give us like a profile on this guy who uh, attacked him with a hammer. So if you want to start talking about that, because that's some like yeah, critical support um, for this fucking Nazi, but wild shit, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like Paul Pelosi, and I, mean, I think I think he was, um, I think the hammer was intended for Nancy, but, uh, you know, he, he was a day late. So, like, she left for D.C. the day before. Um, but... Yeah, um, basically the guy who did this, his name is David DePappy. He's like 42. And um, so he had a blog and basically the whole blog, let me pull it up. It was like all just crazy ranting Nazi shit and was like talking about like there, there's an article called like Ukrainian cannon fodder and he's talking about like um, there's a doc in the, I think it's in one of the text channels here. But because um, uh, Nick put it together, we we were watching the whole event unfold like live, and I was watching the live stream, mm-hmm. and yeah. So basically, this guy um, had like I I'm not sure if like the blog's still up, but like he had a bunch of posts about like um, the feds. Like his his whole like claim was that the CIA was like discrediting the azov by like calling them nazis and that whole thing was a psyop and i'm like they're actually nazis dude like there's like deep history there but um yeah yeah, but like if you ignore that deep history then what right yeah i mean um what was i saying i can't remember but um damn it real quick do you want me to read the uh the subtitle for that ukrainian cannon fodder Yeah, yeah yeah post that he made um the more Ukrainians die needlessly, the cheaper the land will be for Jews to buy up. Cool. Nice. Cool. He's got rougher yeah. shit that I might not feel comfortable saying. Yeah. When you turn Jew into a verb, that's like... Yeah, at, at no point is, is that a good sign. Yeah. yeah. And there's all like this cute art and stuff like that, and it's like they're trying to turn it like, um, uh, they're trying to turn in like a meme or whatever, and it's just like just really gross um but yeah there was a what was the other one it was um yeah he's like it, it's basically the whole the whole blog just reads like a page out of mind comp it's kind of ridiculous but um but so then so he you know relevant to our purposes he breaks into the pelosi's home and ties him up attacks him with a hammer um was it he fractures his skull right yeah he like fractured the yeah he fractured pelosi's skull and like um I think like fucked up one of his arms too. Uh, I know he got like defensive wounds, um, or whatever, but or not defensive wounds. Um, he got like 
because they were both like trying to grab the hammer and like i think paul pelosi hit the dude like a few times too because he went to the hospital also um but yeah he had like way less injuries obviously but um yeah basically like he's so he's facing charges of let's see um says attempted homicide assault with a deadly weapon elder abuse burglary and other felonies in relation to the friday morning attack um, that that's just a that's just to name a few, so yeah, they're like throwing the fucking book at this guy, but um, yeah, the I mean, first like I, I heard to... about this guy was that he was a groper. Did you see any truth to that? Uh, Those are like Nick Fuentes fans. For anybody who's not familiar, groipers are uh, people who follow Nick Fuentes. They really make use of particular Pepe memes and everything. It's their own su- like little subculture of alt right, like far right nut jobs. They're very nationalist, usually Christian. Uh, a lot of white dudes. Um, yeah, just another fucking weird kind of incel alt-right sub subclass. Yeah, I mean, like, I a lot of the art definitely looks like he would fit that. Um, I'm not too familiar with the uh, the griper term myself, but, like, I know, like, the aesthetic that you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's, like, all the Pepe's and shit, but... Um... Yeah, there was, like, I was doing some Twitter digging just to find, like, some similar content to, like, what was on that blog. And there was, like, a bunch of really, like, fringe blogs and uh, some podcasts, too, that were, like, you know, basically just Nazi propaganda. And um, I I think I found, like, here, let me see if I can, like, find it again. Because I found this one account that was, like, promoting, like, it was, like, a DIY festival in, I think... um, I can't remember which state, but it was in, like, somewhere in the lower U.S., um, and it was, like, a pro-as-of, like, you know, like, Nazi punk music festival that was, like, organized by, you know, um, a bunch of just, like, far-right Ukrainian, you know, Ukrainian-Americans, um, and that, like, brings up another thing, too, that, like, there's, I haven't, you know, done too much research into this, but, like, apparently on Twitter there's, like, a really really heavy ukrainian american like two nazi pipeline and like they're just like there's a lot of people on twitter that are regurgitating a lot of this you know as of rhetoric and like all these fucking dog whistles and shit and um it's like yeah at first glance like if you if you don't know the terminology like and you look at it you're just like oh this is like just some pro-ukraine shit but like if you know what they're talking about then it's just like oh oh okay these guys are nazis like can you give me yeah. like an example of some of this because I obviously expect liberals to just do the hashtag stand with Ukraine, pray for Ukraine bullshit. But then I do see that as there being kind of a leap between that and then actually going like full fascist because even the fucking libs that you see online or that you maybe see in person who are trying to make excuses for the amount of fucking obvious fascists and the weird tattoos you keep seeing on the fucking cooks that come out of the front lines or whatever, you know, they're always just like, oh, well, you know, so does the U.S. military and police have, like, a whole lot of Nazis in there, and, you know, we still need them. It's like, well, first of all, do we really? And also, uh, it's weird that you would just have to sidestep that way and make these excuses for these people. But, um, yeah, I guess I could also see that happening, where if you get into, like, a pro-Ukraine forum and you start getting mad at all this fucking propaganda you have to deal with about how there's all these Nazis and you want to see some talking points, that then maybe you start getting into some problematic territory and maybe you do become a little sympathetic to some far-right uh, viewpoints and is that what's going on like yeah there are nazis mike they're not like the yeah, other not nazis <laughs> they're like you're not yeah. 
They're not like War II Germany Nazis or like Wagner Group Nazis. Like these are our Nazis, so it's okay. Good ones. Yeah, these are good ones. Yeah, these are American-funded Nazis. You know, they're pretty good. Yeah. They're they're necessary. Yeah, they're necessary evil. Um, but yeah, like uh, I just put something in general, like of what I found. But I'm talking like specifically about um, like Americans of Ukrainian descent that are like like people living in America, like that were born raised here that, you know, have family ties to Ukraine and the region um, that are like, you know, this whole conflict is, you know, pops off and then the U.S. like state media machine like fucking just ramps all this up and it's like, oh, Putler, Putler, whatever. And then, of course, they're going to buy into this like, you know, Slava Ukraini shit. And then like maybe some of them are going to go further and go full like, you know, Nazi. Um, so, yeah, so this like is weird because this, um, this has no retweets or likes that i can tell i know uh, it's from october 24th 2022 and looking at this poster if i could just read some of it big at the top labor day weekend 2023 uh two confederate flags with the ukrainian flag in the middle with that fucking uh what do you even call that symbol it's like the basically like a tri-horn thing and it's real ornate i don't know i forget what it's called it's it's not the iron cross but it's the other one um yeah i mean some kind of nazi adjacent symbol and then it's in general uh, and then a big, um, yeah, this huge Nazi symbol. And then fight for Ukraine, enlist to, to the Volunteer Legion now, uh, fight for UA.org. Over 100 bands, artists, and organizations from around, the entire, from around the entire globe. One event, four days, 88 hours of Aryan unity. Benefit for the Azov Battalion of Ukraine. Book and contact invisibleempire8814 at gmail.com. United like a brick wall and a whole bunch of more fucking Nazi symbols, uh, remembering our past, taking back our future somewhere in the USA. So to be determined, I'm sure we're just going to allow that to happen, right? Yeah, and I had some thoughts on that, too. Like, um, I was just going to say, like, a lot of, you know, these guys are. Um, um, I totally forgot. Come back to me. <laughs> Where did you get to see it? How many just it's like fucking brimming yeah, it's a Nazi symbols. It's a Volk oh. nut. It's uh like traditionally like Norse, um, but co opted. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun shit. That's cool. But uh so now that's also tied in with this guy that attacked uh Paul Pelosi then? Or he's I just mean, like uh, this was just getting on the tangent of like how libs have been co opted from the Ukraine thing into some openly fascist shit, right? I mean yeah, a lot of these libs, they're liberals, like, you know, unknowingly regurgitating these Nazi dog whistles. But, um, you know, a lot of these, like, Ukrainian Americans, it, it seems like, because, you know, I can't find, I've looked into resources, like, provided on that poster and stuff like that. And it's like, of course, they're in the deepest, like, darkest recesses of the internet, because, like, if it was on the surface web, then, like, it, it's, like, the fucking FBI is going to show up at their house. But... Yeah. Um, what do you mean the FBI is funding the festival? <laughs> well, maybe they are, but yeah, equally possible as it is unlikely, right? Um, but like I was saying, that these guys are like, I think it's a, I think it's just a cultural thing. I think it's like a, you know, it's it's reactionary and it's just like a bunch of nationalism, and they feel like they need to stand with their, you know, home country, and and then some of them just like fall into this pit of like on the internet. Um, you know, they start consuming all these like Azov Nazi infographics and stuff like that, and they start going to these events. And like, 
I, I'm guessing it's like a thing, you know, it's it's probably a thing. But um yeah, a lot of like tying it back to this David DePappy guy, it's you know, a lot of his the posts on his blog were related to Ukraine and I'm not sure like what the motive for the attack was. Like that's still unclear because you know it's still an ongoing investigation. But considering those were like the majority of the posts on his blog, I'm guessing it has something to do with that. Now, I, like, uh, spent a solid half an hour to 45 minutes preparing to come on here to record, so take everything I say as God's honest truth. Um, a lot of, like, really lib media stuff was, like, trying to avoid calling him any sort of, like, uh, you know, hard, like, Nazi terms. No, no Nazi, no fascist. Maybe may alt-right, but... Uh, some of the stuff that I was reading about him in some places like that seemed uh, straight up fucking weird. Like, care to get into any of, of that? Because there was, like, weird stuff where, like, I, I don't know, like, weird shit. Like, he might have been very pro, like, uh, like, nudist. Like, oh, like yeah, appa apparently there was pictures of him fully dressed, but at a nudist wedding and, like, at nudist protests and shit. And, like, there were some accounts of him going from, like, oh, I'm, I'm struggling because, like, you know, I have a, a serious drug addiction, blah, 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 to, like, within a day, like, going, like, hard right and making, like, some lady who was talking to the news say, like, I don't want anything to do with this fucking guy anymore. Like what the fuck is up with all of that? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of weird shit surrounding this guy, and I have, like, the whole thing about it is, like, I don't know, do, do we see more people breaking into politicians' homes and attacking them because of this? So. Because they see something, I mean, <laughs> without, <laughs> without getting us in trouble, like, uh, ironically, you know, uh, based, but, like, do we see more beefed-up security? Do we see more of, like, the separation of these people into little enclaves and like these fucking beefed up compounds that they're if they're not already in them like do we see the actual canceling of some of the people like nick fuentes or whoever that this guy follows if he if he was a gripper like do we see that these people get totally deplatformed? i could see any number of possibilities but i wonder what that'll look like but uh definitely what did you have oh sorry brandon no go ahead brandon um i could see one or two things being very likely here because in instances like this, when it's violence against, uh, like, I, I always go back to, like, uh, the, the Hollywood shootout in L.A. in the 90s. Does anybody know what I'm talking about with that? No. Uh, no. It was, it was a simple thing, like, I don't want to say, like, simple, but it was a thing where two guys were robbing a bank. It turned into a massive shootout. They had full body armor, and, like, oh, yeah. I don't remember... I don't remember what they were armed with. I think it was AK variants. But basically, they were able to fend off the police for hours because they were prepared for it. And it was a catalyst for absolutely arming the shit out of the LAPD. The LAPD felt the need to be 150% prepared for an event that might happen once every 10 years, if ever. Uh... And so I see roughly the same sort of thing having a lot of potential to happen here. Like, uh, one instance of violence says, okay, well, actually, this could happen to any of us, so we need to be way more prepared. And on the one hand, I could see literally every politician saying, like, we're all at risk. Like, 
down to like fucking city council members like saying like no bars on the windows and the whole fucking shebang because we can't risk getting hit with a hammer um but even more specifically i i could see a lot of uh politicians that are more in like targeted in the QAnon circles who are targeted by like now any anyone high profile is going to use this as an excuse to like just hide behind three inches of plate steel. What did you have, Declan? Oh no, that was it. It was it wasn't really related to like politicians. I mean, I could still make a point, but um, yeah. I just think it's like hilarious that like there's such quick police response time and like there's it's obvious like why you know to like the police respond so quick to like a high profile person or you know a member of congress or their loved one or whatever and um i just think it's fucking ridiculous that like they won't do their jobs when it comes to like everyday people you know and we we all know why we all know that they like their right because the politicians matter right wait Um, that was the point right (laughs) yeah that was the point but like i just wanted to there was a um I just think it's really funny because, like, there was someone, there was someone who was, uh, there was an off-duty police officer. I live in Chicago, so there was an off-duty police officer that was shot, like, near where I live, in the area of the city, um, like, a month ago. And this was in, like, broad daylight, some, like, road rage shit. Um, and, and she lived. She was fine. But there was a city, like, there was a county-wide manhunt for the guy who shot this cop right and she was like a new cop like she had just you know joined the force hadn't even been on the force for like two months she was a nobody like countywide manhunt so that they could give them an award (laughs) i i I don't know but the the point i'm trying to make is that like they waste like they put that much effort into catching this you know dude who was like fucked up on whatever and like was just like you know he shot this cop and then, like, they spent, like, three days trying to find him, and I don't think they ever did. So, like, you know, but they'll do it when it comes to, like, you know, high-profile politicians. So it's just, like, it, it just really shows, like, where their interests are and, like, where their values lie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I just, you know, initially, I, I remember I was also driving when you guys first mentioned that Somebody had just broken into fucking Nancy Pelosi's home and attacked her husband with a hammer. And I'm like trying not to look at my phone on the road or whatever and like waiting for a red light so I can just be like, what the fuck is going on? And we even attempted again, like to record just an off the cuff, maybe even like a half episode about it the other night and not being able to, to due to technical difficulties, or whatever. And uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a whole lot more information has come out about this guy. I'm sure that there is well, a lot of right. hate being made about it in the, the standard news or whatever, but, um, yeah, I just, like I said, I'll be interested to see what the consequences, if anything, are. And uh, I did see that, uh, th- I think there's some news that Elon Musk, like, retweeted this, like, fucking fake news article about the guy, because now there's conspiracy theories or whatever that, you know, QAnon-related stuff about the guy himself. But uh, what were you going to say, Brandon? <laughs> I, w- I was just going to say, based on what Ward's posting in the, the group chat, are we sure that the guy broke in? Yeah, so what is this about, Ward? All right, so 
I did my best. I'm like 90% sure this is the article that Elon Musk tweeted out. Oh, yeah, out. it definitely is. I remember saying it was that yeah. website, SM, smobserved.com or SM yeah, Santa Monica Observer. SM, smobserved.com. Um, title of the article. The awful truth. Paul Pelosi was drunk again and in a dispute with a male prostitute early Friday morning. Subtitle, Paul Pelosi stated that he does not... Oh, this is a quote from, like, supposed quote from... Um, the police records. Paul Pelosi stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. Yeah, right. And this shit's wild. Like, <laughs> starts off as as SF as San Francisco's gay bars close at 2 a.m. Two gay men meet in a bar and went home together. Happens every night in the city by the bay, except one of those two men was married to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. I might disappear for telling you the truth. If I do, you all know why. But here's what really happened early Friday morning in San Francisco, in my honest, humble opinion. It just goes wild from there. Like, it's been, it's been a rumor for years in San Francisco that Paul Pelosi is gay. Uh, David DePap is said to be a Castro nudist. The lunatic, uh, quote, the lunatic who allegedly assaulted Paul Pelosi is a Berkeley resident and former Castro nudist protester and hemp jewelry maker. Sounds totally MAGA Republican to me. Laughing emojis. Okay, but we need to address the fact that that is increasingly becoming what MAGA Republicans look like. Like, the weird, like, hippie faction of MAGA Republicans is fucking real as shit. Yeah, this article is just wild. I hope it's true. <laughs> I, I don't believe it, but God, it would be funny. It would be fucking amazing. I know. Like, I he I goes on to explain what Castro knew to star. Um, yeah, so no, it's a lot of speculating, mostly. Seems like Elon is going to catch some shit for it, but uh, oh yeah, thank you to Elon. Oh Musk no, he's like doubling down. Like, um, he like had a recent tweet where it was like. I guess a New York Times posted an article saying like Elon Musk shares fake news and he's like he shared like the screen cap and was like, What are you talking about? I didn't share a New York Times article. Based. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but like Yeah. Even a broken oh, clock. Exactly. And speaking of the New York Times, I could read through that New York Times Xi Jinping article now if you guys want. Cause that shit's yeah. great. I I love hearing what the world's greatest leader has to has to say or has gone. It's uh, it's what happened to Hu Jintao. Let's see. Hold on one second. Uh, is it going to let me read this article? Oh, well, okay, cool. And right at the top is the video of him being escorted out. And this whole article is just very, like, fear-mongery, which, of course, you know, Western media talking about China, why wouldn't it be? But um, it was the lone disruption in one of the most closely choreographed events in China. The country's former top leader, Hu Jintao, was suddenly let out of the closing ceremony of the Chinese Communist Party's twice-a-decade Congress. The Congress, where China's next leaders are anointed, is the single most important political event for a ruling party fixated on control. I love that. I love that framing right in, like, the second fucking paragraph. Every detail, whether it is the outcome of its elections or how servers pour tea, is planned. Nothing unscripted happens. Nothing unscripted is allowed to happen. Yeah, I mean, of course there's probably guidelines for how tea is poured because they have to do it for, like, hundreds of fucking people but that doesn't mean it's like this authoritarian dystopia but whatever you know no no i love it because they act like there's no protocol in congress and senate and 
any judiciary branch. Like it's just a free for all in America, but there it is very yeah. meticulously scripted and, and choreographed. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to range my windows here. Let's see. Except this year it did. The roughly 2,000 delegates to the Congress had just cast ballots for the party's prestigious Central Committee. Then two men led Mr. Hu, who appeared reluctant to go, out of Beijing's Great Hall of the People. The moment captured on video by journalists who had been allowed into the hall minutes earlier prompted questions and wild speculation. Was Mr. Hu 79 suffering from poor health as Chinese state media would later report? Or was he being purged in a dramatic show by China's current leader, Xi Jinping, for the world to see? This was an astonishing episode. Even during the Mao period, you didn't see a dramatic disruption of the Congress like this, said Victor Xi, a specialist in Chinese politics at the University of California at San Diego. The world may never know the answer, given the utter secrecy around Chinese high politics, but a deconstruction of video footage provides additional details and context about the much-scrutinized moment. In the minutes before Mr. Hu was led away, he appears to be reaching for a document on the table where the top leaders and retired elders of the party preside. The man to his left, Li Zhanshu, the party's now outgoing number three official, quickly intervenes, covering it with a red folder. The leader slides the document away, speaking into Mr. Hu's ear. It is unclear what the document was, but all the officials appeared to have papers. A photo of one of the pages taken later seems to show it was a list of names with the words Central Committee. The Congress was about to announce the new Central Committee, which would make clear that Mr. Xi had pushed out perceived moderates in favor of loyalists. The party's top leaders and retired elders historically have a great deal of influence over this election. The delegates had not yet voted on amendments to the party constitution, approving Mr. Xi's report on the progress of the previous five years, or a report on the internal party discipline. The amendments revealed later reaffirmed Mr. Xi's importance as the core of the party. Previous party meetings have been stages for political maneuvering and the humiliation of former leaders. In 1959, the party formally adopted a resolution denouncing Peng Duhui, a high-ranking military official, after he criticized Mao Zedong's economic policies. During the Cultural Revolution, many leaders, including Mr. Xi's father, Xi Zhongjun, were purged or publicly shamed. But those moments predated at the internet age and were clearly intentional. So, right about it's like framing it all as this like the same thing that was going on, you know, in a previous uh, generation or so. And I don't, I really don't know, like, what is it they're asserting about this? Like, I would like to know what it is, what they're claiming as a, as opposed to just like they're not just reading this into these events. You know what I mean? Like, why couldn't it just be that Hu Jintao was feeling ill? The man is seventy nine. And he did Dude, come back and vote. Watch like, the fucking video. The guy looks like he doesn't know where he's at. Like he does—he doesn't look like he's resisting being escorted out. He looks like he's unwell. Yeah. It, it, Just, I see. Uh, I, I'm sure everybody sees like everything that like I'm used to coming across. But lately, there's been more and more like uh, Xi Jinping drinks a sip of tea while he's talking. What could this mean? Like. There's so many, like, they just grasp at straws for any sign of weakness. And, it, like, I don't know what to make of it because anything reasonable is too, in, like, it's insane the way that they're trying to, like, like, oh, uh, an elderly man seems to not feel well or isn't doing well during the party congress and is escorted out. Uh, Xi Jinping gets thirsty during a two-hour speech and takes a drink. What does this mean for the economic policy of a billion people? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, gotta love that fucking quote about anti-communist propaganda. 
from Michael Parenti. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They told they'd purge this old guy from the party Congress, like the smallest purge ever, but like purged him. Um, and then like, if they let him stay when he was unwell, they'd be like, look, they forced this old man to be there <laughs> to vote. Like, can't fucking win. Who is the, um, the other Californian uh, female politician who, um, I can't remember her name, but she's very old. And she, it's like she blatantly has no idea like what's going on. She's Nancy you know, Pelosi. But it's no, it's not. Nancy, <laughs> I know it's, that's the obvious name that comes to mind. But um, shit, I cannot remember her name for the life of me. But actually, that dude just hit her husband in the head with a hammer so that they would be on like equal intellectual footing. Oof, oof. <laughs> uh, shit, I cannot. It, it's gonna escape me right now, but it doesn't matter. People are probably yelling into their cars like who this woman is. But um. I think we even talked about it on the show. We might have had read an article about it, but this woman is being led around by her aides, basically, and then still gets to vote on things like this person. No, I know who you're t- fucking talking about. Um, I think it's Feinstein, right? Yes, yes. Diane Feinstein. So yeah, That it's, woman it's, it's is in bad that... shape, and she will not resign. Like, she's she like, is showing so every 89. sign. Like, Let me see. I'm going to look up her age. Dude, is, she's, she's deep into her 80s. Uh, um... Dude, if if the fucking Communist Party of China had a fucking Diane Feinstein running around, like, oh my god, they would be ripped apart. That's what I mean. I want to see what the Chinese reporting is on, uh, you know, somebody like Diane Feinstein being led, just led around, basically, because I'm sure they're doing the same thing with Biden. Like, that's the obvious parallel as well. It's just like, are you sure? I wouldn't be, like- be surprised if they have a take on it, but a very real part of me thinks that they just don't give a fuck. Like, that doesn't impact them. And by and large, they seem preoccupied with actually trying to, like, not drive our entire, like, world off of a cliff with climate change and, like, having to fend off a global superpower who is constantly at their throat. Like, I don't think that they're too worried about the Dianne Feinsteins of the world. Yeah, so she is 89. Yeah. Listen, I mean, like... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say something smart-ass. Go ahead. No, me too. I was just going to say that, like, you know, the, the Chinese state media is trying to cover up the fact. They're obviously just trying to cover up the fact that he was, like, laughing at a Winnie the Pooh meme, like, secretly underneath his desk. And uh, they just <laughs> grabbed him and, you know, and they uh, purged him. No, he sent, a, he sent a message in the group chat, in the party group chat. And he was like, man, this motherfucker really do be looking like Winnie the Pooh. And then they <laughs> fucking came and got him. Yep. Tragic, you know, that sort of oppression from the state. It's so the New York Times article goes on to say, uh, it's far from evident that Mr. Who's exit was planned, and many analysts have warned against drawing assumptions. Oh, did they? So they've warned against drawing <laughs> assumptions, but uh, has that not led you to re- write this article anyway? Like, uh, the apparent chaos of the following moments led many to read the scene as unscripted. Mr. Z glances toward one side of the hall. An aide then comes over to Mr. Z, who addresses, who addresses him and taps a piece of paper. The aide bends over to say something to Mr. Who, who had been watching the previous exchange out of the corner of his eye, seemingly listening. As Mr. Z looks on, the aide grabs Mr. Who's right arm as if trying to get him out of his seat. Mr. Who pulls his arm back. The man tries to lift the former top leader from behind under, bo- under both arms, but again fails. Mr. Who, Mr. Who then reaches for the paper in front of Mr. Z, which the top, le- which the top leader holds down. And 
it's a stilted reading this because they have a picture or they have a fucking video in between each of these things and they're outlining the moment. Like this is like, what do you call this? It's like football level analysis of all the motions of this entire thing in this like two minute clip by the New York Times. Like this is very important shit for them that they are devoting a lot of fucking time and effort to doing. Uh, when the aide finally succeeds in co coaxing Mr. Who from his chair, Mr. Lee, the number three official, half rises from his seat and appears to be moving to engage in the situation. Another official, Wang Huning, the party's then number five leader, tugs Mr. Lee back down. Mr. Lee and Mr. Wang represent a changing of the guard at the apex of power in China, the Politburo Standing Committee that was unveiled the next day. And here they have like a nice chart, the 2022 Standing Committee. Mr. Xi appointed allies who are too old or inexperienced to take, to take over him. So oh, everyone okay. who's old is too old to take care of, to take over him. And anyone who's too young is too inexperienced. So I guess he has to only pick people who are exactly around his age. And now let's see how far away from his age these people are, because they're all either too old or too young. So Li Ji is 66. Kai Ki is 66. Zhao Li Ji is 65. Xi Jinping himself is 69. Uh, Lee Kiang nice. is 63. Yo. <laughs> Wang Yo, I'm actually just going to go out on a limb here and say, motherfucker looks good for 69. Dude, he right? does. Dude, I really thought he was 10 years younger. Holy shit, dude. Hey, I was my dad's age, man. I assumed 60-ish. Probably on the younger side of that. Yeah. Um, but Wang Huning is 67, and Ding Zhuizhang is 60. And so... These are all people who are actually fairly close. They're all within the same decade of their lives as uh, Xi Jinping. And so I don't, I don't know where they're getting this whole thing that all of his allies are either too old or too inexperienced. Uh, the 2017 Standing Committee, they also outlined some members who were seen as less close to Mr. Xi retired early. Uh, Hang Zheng, 68. He retired at 68. Yeah. Wang Huning is 67, still there. Uh, Li Zhanshu retired at 72. Li Kang retired at 67 and Wang Yang retired at 67 and Zhao Liji is still there at 65. Okay, so I know again so they normally have people retire around retirement age. Okay, heard. Seems nice. I mean I think again Miss right. Feinstein should consider it. Uh Miss Pelosi should also consider it. And I don't it's like tragic that, seeing I mean, the state of America when like these 89 year olds have to stay in Congress just to be able to pay their rent. <laughs> which is I'm assuming what's happening there. retiring. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say in a couple of weeks, we're going to see some like crazy. We're going to see some like opinion piece about like Xi Jinping dyes his hair. He dyes his hair. We we have, you know, the sources for this claim. It's, it, this whole thing is just fucking ridiculous. All right. Let's see some Chinese articles about how Joe Biden doesn't know when someone's right? standing in front of him to shake their hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. What I really want is I want that article to happen. But then I want to see the American response articles. Like what? What are the Chinese really trying to say when they're criticizing Joe Biden for not knowing where he's at? Yeah. Something that's always honest. great to read that comes out every year is the um, China's report on human rights violations in the United States. It is so great and accurate. I gotta look that up. I don't know about that. And I'm gonna look that. Yeah, up. they do it like. I did not yearly. know about that. Yeah, we gotta definitely do that for an episode. When we have more time to read. They do it yearly. Yeah. They could do that on like a 48 hour timeline. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of which, everybody go check out, uh, let me plug Ramiro for Sebastian Funes' YouTube channel again. I was just listening to his episode on fucking uh, hashtag activists and the, uh, you know, the, the liberal, uh, what do you call them? Just uh, creating awareness kind of people. Ugh, it's just, 
he does a really good job talking about it and actually bringing a lot of information into their origins and where all that shit is coming from and the patterns that work there. Like he reminded me of, again, of a few of these kind of things that like I had totally forgotten about. And then when you follow back up on them, every single time they just expand AFRICOM or they expand, expand some kind of like program that the U S intelligence has somewhere, uh, or some kind of military interest that it's got. But, um, I don't know, back to the Xi Jinping thing. This actually goes on longer than I expected. We may not get through the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah, dude, they went on like forever. Like it's, a long it's not that movie. deep. <laughs> like, bro, you just needed to write a filler piece. You didn't have to like We get it. <laughs> Genuine question. Why the fuck are they talking about Xi Jinping's father? No one can see no one can hear right Mike now. shrugging, but he's, he's that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I mean that's bad for audio, but like no, I think I, um, so like, there was like a, um, American made like documentary on like Xi Jinping's rise to power that I watched a while back and I could be oh, wrong God. on this, but, um, this is like years ago. Um, and basically like, again, I could be wrong, but his dad was a member of Congress and like got like not killed, I don't think, but like got purged pretty much. Um, at least that's what the Western narrative says. But like again, I don't. I'm not too familiar with like the Chinese. Like what actually happened? I don't know. I like that. Like let's let's assume on its face that that's true. I like that Xi Jinping's response is, "Nah, fuck my dad. He was a fucking class traitor. <laughs> I'm gonna rule. I'm gonna run this Congress. I'm gonna fuck do it better." <laughs> like if if the if the U.S. representation of his dad is true, that is the most base shit on earth, <laughs> right? Oh my god, dude! He's like, I'm not loyal to my father. I'm loyal to the people. <laughs> um, yeah. So they go on. They say Mr. Lee had reached retirement age and was leaving. Mr. Wang is the party's chief theoretician and has served as an ideological advisor to both the current and former leader. He was promoted at the Congress on the number four spot, or to the number four spot, and is seen as close to Mr. Xi. Yeah, I would assume so. They seem like they're very close party members. They're going to be sitting next to each other. No way. With the Politburo Standing Committee now filled with his allies, Mr. Xi will face little resistance to his agenda, which includes bolstering national security and reshaping the global order to better suit, suit Beijing's interests. Based. Yeah. <laughs> None of the new leaders have the experience or are young enough to be considered potential successors to Mr. Xi. Even though they're all literally within 10 years of his age in neither direction. Yeah. <laughs> as the two, as the two is begin guiding Mr. Hu away from his seat, they just go right back to the analysis here. Oh my the older leader stops to say something to Mr. Xi. Mr. Xi nods briefly without fully turning to look at him. Ooh, power move. Uh, Mr. Hu then pats Li Qikang, China's premier, on the shoulder. Mr. Li nods too, but also does not fully turn around. Oh, yeah, you're getting, uh, you're getting ignored there, bro. Sorry, you're, uh, you're on the outs. The premier has long been seen as an ally and protege of Mr. Hu. He climbed the party's ranks in part through his leadership roles in the Communist Youth League, a party organization that Mr. Hu once headed. At least two other people sat at the front table have long-standing associations with Mr. Hu, Wang Yang and Hu Chunhua, the outgoing number four party member and a Chinese vice premier, respectively, who were also affiliated with the Communist Youth League. Sounds like they were good little boys. This reads like he kept looking up the Wikipedia articles on individuals. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, they also just state that as if that's like a, oh, oh, it's spooky. They, they're in the Communist Youth League. Well, in the fucking Communist Party of China, like in the Communist country. Like, I wish I had the decency to join the Communist Youth League when I was a like fucking youth. Right. 
you know how many people I know that were in like fucking Demo Lay or some kind of like Masonic kind of um, youth league, basically just like you know, it's seen as like a leadership kind of thing, like an extracurricular activity that they get kids into. But it's like looking back on that, like if you ask them what they did, they did uh, ritual, which means they just like literally walk around with like candles in a room and like uh, recite shit or like and like. Okay, that's weird. Uh, I guess it teaches you like some Boy Scout like respecting authority kind of shit, and it's going to be more real realistically connections later in life. Like you're going to join the, you know, the adult version of that, which is the Freemasons later in life, which is a whole just fucking group to have connections for a bunch of fucking small business owners. If people want to network and just help each other make money and uh, what do you call it? Like shut out other people that they don't like. Um, but yeah. That also breeds a lot of fucking conspiracy theory. Can you imagine, like, hearing kids say that they walked around and chanted with candles in in America, and it was like a pretty much not only state-sanctioned thing, but it's like people are considering it like a respectable activity to do. It's like that's how these fucking QAnon rumors get started. Like, what's up, Brandon? Uh, I just like n- not to backtrack too much, but like I wanted to comment. Like, he is the 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 writer of this article is is making some sort of claim that like what. He's being removed as uh, an obstacle to Xi Jinping's power. Yeah, like that. That seems to be the overall vibe that we're getting. Haven't we been hearing for a decade almost how like Xi Jinping's power is like unlimited, and he's like basically the king of China now? Like you know, like all all that sort of yeah. uh, unfounded. Not Emperor Xi. No, we've we've. Uh, I I thought that China was going to collapse in like five days. Uh, also that yeah well no it's see just the chi- the the chinese government's making it look like they haven't collapsed it's uh, actually yes uh actually china doesn't even exist anymore it's they all might. really precisely scripted there's no missteps no mistakes everything's scripted see that's the most based part they actually planned to collapse their economy five days ago <laughs> uh Genius. it's tr- truly they are dedicated to a gag and i respect that it's 5D chess. They actually have, like, another plan after the collapsed economy. Oh, dude, uh, yeah. But no, I just, I, like, I, I want this author to explain what the end game is. If, if everything is Xi Jinping removing obstacles to his power, then why have you been writing articles for years about how he seemingly has too much and unlimited power in China? Like... I mean, Dude, that's I mean, the thing. Like, come on, capitalist media, fucking resolve some no. of your contradictions. You're pissing I mean, me like, off. They don't have to, right? It's just like there's way too many layers to this, and like the this guy clearly doesn't feel like explaining it, and like because you know Chinese people are all like brainwashed anyway, right? They're all just some hive mind dystopia over there, right? Actually, like that touches on a thing that I, I find very frustrating, both as a, a a a person who doesn't like idiotic takes and as a person who doesn't know as much about China as they would like to, all of these takes ultimately are just incredibly reductionist. And not even in Marxist terms, just in the, like, the only way that they can square the circle here is by making it seem like uh, it's King Xi ruling China into the ground and oppressing his citizens. And there doesn't have to be consistency from one article to the next, because... The news cycle is 24 hours, and whatever we wrote about last week, we don't have to remember next week. Like, no, like, have some fucking integrity. Like, if you want to be critical of China, that's fine. There's things to be critical of, about in China. 
but be fucking honest with yourself. Like, have some integrity. Just write things for what they are, not like, oh, Xi Jinping has unlimited power. Here he is doing more things to have more unlimited power. Yeah. Because we don't know what infinite means, so he has to keep getting more infinite. No, like, like so I'm no, like... no, actually educate me. Is China doing a bad thing? Like, show me your fucking sources. Like, actually write an article that's coherent and isn't just, like, you gleaning random shit that you find in whatever articles in Wikipedia that you could over the course of the last, like, three hours while you ha had a deadline at fucking 9 p.m. or some shit. No, it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to be consistent. It does oh. not have to be consistent. <laughs> the only consistent thing is that it's anti-China. And just keep going at that. Yeah, look at the new the newest uh, national defense defense strategy listed China like in the introduction before anything about Russia. You know who are like at imminent like nuclear annihilation with. Yeah, China, the country that hasn't. And like been an aggressor since what the seventies in Vietnam. Yeah, they got like which it was wrong for doing international military bases, and uh, haven't dropped the bomb on a country in over forty years. Uh, but yeah, they're really, really aggressive guys. So uh, watch out. It could be anywhere. I love valid criticisms of things that I like because I want to hear what needs to improve. And that's what's fucking disgusting to me about American media, is I don't get that. I get dumb propaganda. I, I get why this 80-year-old man is being escorted out when he clearly doesn't even seem to know where he's at and how that's uh, removing a hurdle to Xi's power and not, like, a pointless thing where he might have been actually having, like, a medical emergency during a fucking party congress. Yeah, like, it's supposed to be a purge but it's only, like, one dude. And if it's supposed to be based on age, then why is he, like, way over the age limit and it's happening now? I you was trying remember... to look for the... Um... Sorry, go ahead, Declan. Oh, no, I was just gonna, like... Um, I wasn't alive for this, but uh, this really reminds me of when uh, George W... Or, no, 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 H.W. Bush went to Japan and um, he sat at, like, a dinner table with the prime minister or president of japan at the time i forget his name but there is like a video of uh you can look this up it's like it's just look up like george hw bush um in japan and it's probably the first thing that'll come up but he like vomited like all over himself and you know the i think a little bit got on the uh, japanese prime minister too no he vomited but... right in his lap he just like oh wow yeah because i remember i was alive for this i'm old as fuck i remember this he uh he just like <laughs> he just leaned right to the side and just vomited right in the dude's lap and I don't know I think it was not like as big of an international incident as you might expect but he was just like they understood kind of and I think that was kind of the thing like the other party tried to make a big deal of it obviously people made fun of him because people like making fun of yeah. politicians but it ended up being not a a huge thing um but like get us that like this is the thing about the next thing on this picture that they have all these people's faces and it says expressions did not change like they're literally circling their their faces and everything like that's the level that the new york times is analyzing this whereas like even something like that like you mentioned in Declan, it's just not that big of a deal like the guy literally throwing up in the other country's leaders lap like that right and this and is like, something that was like videotaped like real quick this is just something that's videotaped like they could take any right. screen, like frame out of that and then just pick and choose 
I just wanted to say real quick, like the this this one you just said, Mike, about the expressions did not change. Um, I mean, like I could be again reading into this too much, but um, I think like I I don't know. I I feel like th it might be a cultural thing. I wouldn't know, but um, I don't know. This just just it just that whole expressions did not change. It's just like this was written by an American, and that just like rubs me the wrong way a little bit, you know. Yeah, because well, in reference to the video that you're talking about with H.W. Bush, uh, I don't remember it very well, but they stayed pretty fucking calm because they're politicians, high level politicians at a high level political meetup. They're not going to freak out and start screaming and running away. Like, was the dude stoked he got puked on? No, but he remained calm and handled the situation gracefully. Yeah. But, like, I mean, like, I hate to be that guy, but the big difference here is that I don't think media at that point was less propaganda or less biased, but it was less inflammatory. It wasn't constantly looking for the next thing that's going to piss everyone off. Well, uh, I can wrap up this article real quick because it is just another couple paragraphs, but then, okay. I don't know. Does anybody have any other topics that we wanted to get to? Because we have about maybe 10 minutes left that we could instead... But uh, either that or we could just like look at the fucking comments because there are 938 comments on the article and I'm sure we could get some raging takes in there. But I mean, oh. just to kind of wrap up like what the impression I got from it was, I think it was best summed up in like some Reddit comments that I saw on this exact incident. And the Reddit take and the fucking America brain take was that um, Hu Jintao was objecting to this list. He had been trying to see this list for a long time and didn't like who the names were that were being selected, and they were against his wishes, and that up until the moment of the Congress, he had been told the list was going to be a different set of people, and then once he tries to actually look at it during the proceedings, he's prevented from doing so by the aides that are next to him, and that's why he's resisting being taken out, because this is all just, like you said, Brandon, Xi Jinping, who's already the supreme leader, but then securing his supreme leaderness even more supremely and more leadery than it was before. And this was like, I guess, maybe the final nail in the coffin, even though that has already been something he's achieved years ago. But I don't know. Um, I can just read some more of this and see if it gets any more entertaining. After Mr. Who's departure, the closing ceremony proceeded with his empty front row seat, the only remainder of the disruption. Oh, I think I missed a couple of paragraphs, but it doesn't seem like it matters. Um, professor Wu said something about a podcast. All right, I'll just have, I'll go back and read them. Wu Guogang, a professor, pro, a professor at the University of Victoria in Canada who served as an advisor to a former premier of China, said he did not want to speculate about what had unfolded, but he said he was astounded by the official's chilly reaction. Okay, that's actually, I'm, I'm glad I didn't skip that. So they're going to another professor in Canada before they went to a professor in California. These are all just professors of China, but here in the States or here in Western countries. And they asked them, and they all keep saying, well, we don't want to speculate. Oh, we probably shouldn't, uh, you know, wildly speculate about too much. We probably shouldn't read too much into these things. But here I am in an article anyway. Here was Hu Jintao, the former highest, highest leader of your party, and a man who had given so many of you political opportunities. And how do you treat him now? Professor Wu said in a podcast interview with the Times columnist Li Yuan. Quote, this incident, this incident demonstrated the tragic reality of Chinese politics and the fundamental lack of human decency in the Communist Party. And so they say, after Mr. Hu's departure, the closing ceremony proceeded with his empty front row seat, the only reminder of the disruption. To most people in China, the whole episode might never have happened. <laughs> I mean, I like that too. That's just like they're uh, inserting the takes and the awareness of the entire 
<laughs> population of China. What's up, Brandon? I want to say something very curious. So, okay, I see something like Wu. I, I'm not going to try and pronounce the, his name, but like a Wu Gong Gang, a professor at the University of Victoria in Canada. Blah blah. Former advi our former advisor to the Premier of China said he didn't want to speculate, and then you know he begins to speculate. What I think is extra funny is in the article, the, the, the man's name is a clickable link. And when you click on it, it just goes to a, a University of Victoria page. But it's, oops, we're sorry. We cannot find the page you're looking for. Uh -huh. And I'm like, okay, I, like, I was ready to lend some credibility to this former advisor to the premier of China. And like, because... Yeah, that that's not an unrespectable position. Why did he leave? Like, did he abandon the Communist Party? Like, did he just retire and do something else? And like, nah, they're like, nah, fuck you. We we made him up completely. That would be great. I mean, I don't and, think that he's made up, but no, he probably exists. Curious sure. that it, it would seem intentionally misleading if they're like, we're gonna say all of this stuff. Uh, you're gonna have to do a lot more work than click on our link if you want to learn more. Um, so yeah, they say the whole, like, all the people in China probably just wouldn't even know about this happening, sure. I like how they just kind of throw that in there to just speculate that, but Chinese censors limited search results for Mr. Hu's name on social media posts to posts from official accounts, none of which mentioned this exit. The state broadcaster's news program that night showed footage of Mr. Hu voting, and then his empty seat later in the ceremony without explanation. So maybe he actually was sick and they don't want to embarrass the guy. Maybe they don't want to allow like wacky conspiracy theories to breed by having like all these fucking fake news articles about it so that you can have something like the fucking Santa Monica Observer saying that like Nancy Pelosi was in a gay club and that's why he got attacked or whatever. I don't know. I'm just speculating here, but um, late Saturday evening, late Saturday evening, Xi Jinhua, the state news agency, offered the first official acknowledgement of his exit, writing on Twitter that Mr. Hu was, quote, not feeling well. And had been taken to rest. Quote, now he is much better, the post read. But Twitter is blocked in China, and neither Jinhua nor any other official news outlet posted a similar explanation within China's internet firewall, further fueling speculation about the incident. Regardless of what happened, the symbolism was unmistakable. A former Paramount leader, historically the only person with a stature to challenge a current one, was led off stage. That left the only man in the spotlight, Mr. Xi, about to glide to his third term, the most powerful Chinese leader in decades. So, yeah, definitely no um, ominous tones in this New York Times article at all. Um, we got a couple minutes. We got like six minutes left. Let's check out some of the comments. Dude, what, what did I say, dude? It looks like it looks like ma like orderlies carrying away like an elderly man who's not feeling well. And oh, how suspicious that he looks like he's unwell. And then the Chinese government just happens to say he wasn't feeling well. Right. Would you have more? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Dude, shout out to Christopher in Brooklyn in the comments, just fucking doing the fucking work defending Read some China. Stuff, bud. Oh Let's shit. <laughs> um. So, uh, responding to, imagine having 1.4 billion people absurdly scared out of their wits all the time, all from one extraordinarily dull and rather uninteresting man. Christopher comes in. Xi is in fact a very popular leader. Independent Western pollsters report that China currently has a much higher level of satisfaction with their government than any major Western power. Xi gets a lot of credit for a significant, significant poverty reduction, a significant decline in co uh, corruption, the overall handling of COVID pandemic in, far, in which far fewer people died in China than in the U.S., 
and for standing up to what is widely perceived in China as U.S. bullying and interference in their internal affairs. They're, und uh, they're undoubtedly dissenters who fear Xi and or the communist regime generally, but they're almost certainly a small minority. You wouldn't know it from Western reporting, but it is quite a lot of protest activity in China, with strikes of far more frequent occurrence than probably anywhere else in the world. But the target of these protests and strikes are pretty universally local officials and private employers. It is true that if protests uh, were to target Xi directly, that they would likely to be repressed, but it is a mistake to therefore presume that most people's relationship with the government is fearful. Uh, by every measure, for the past 50 years, living standards have climbed steadily in China compared to the rest of the world. The best problem during Hu's reign uh, was a source of considerable di discontent with rampant corruption. corruption. Xi's forceful measures against corruption have undoubtedly upset some elites, but they make him very popular with the larger public. And he is going on and on <laughs> replying to people. This guy's great. This guy's like me. Yeah. Glad there are people like that out there because I can't do it. I have shit to fix. Somebody says, uh, Lydia B. from Florida says, this is Trump's dream. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, my fa my mean... favorite are not the people who like are somewhat like maybe a little bit aware of Chinese politics and decide to go super pro-America. It's the lunatics who know nothing and just like make shit up. That's the most entertaining. Oh, yeah. No, but like. I just wanted to say, like, this last line here, um, or not the last line, it just said, regardless of what happened, the symbolism was unmistakable. It's like, how? Like, because <laughs> it's China? You know, like, what? Like, if this were any other country, like, right? Like, nobody would be, if this happened, like, anywhere else, nobody would be talking about this like that. But because it's China, you know, like, it fucking blows my mind that Americans, like, like, I, I don't know if I can say most, but like, Amer there are American people that like read these articles and they don't like stop to think for a second that they're just like oh this is weird like why are they talking about China like this this is just a government right yeah, and 15 like, years ago I was one of those people I get it yeah no I get it too but it's yeah like it's just once I like I've crossed that you know threshold and, and like I've learned how to read these kinds of articles with a grain of salt I guess but like most people just don't do that and that blows my fucking mind you know there's one person in the comments, West Coast Cal Bruin, who's doing a lot of work, like you said, Ward, writing really long paragraphs explaining why you should not overanalyze the situation, why this is some very obvious propaganda. But at the same time, that's not quite as fun, because you got Carol from Australia who just says, Xi is more evil than Mao Zedong. Who was not a bad president? I spent time in China when he was president. Who will be confined to his home from now on? And then Where this other person. This from? <laughs> uh, Frank in Sydney. Oz uh, says, the dictator trap. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. From here on in, surrounded oh by Yes expects Xi Jinping to start making serious errors of judgment. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Um, one last one, and I'll give it to you, Ward. Chris Taylor from Karachi, Pakistan says, good news for the rest of the world. China will, all caps, never be the leading power in the world under this system. Plain and simple. The Xi era will be known as, quote, the great leap backward. China will not be a threat to the U.S. or the West. Hitler couldn't make it work. Stalin couldn't make it work, and Mao couldn't make it work, and Xi won't make it work either. This guy's political analysis is top tier. But would you have word? <laughs> oh, no, I wanted to ask the Brandon real quick. Um, since you used to be like super hard into like the uh, anti-China propaganda, did you believe like the organ harvesting? I, I won't say that I was ever super hard into it. I, I largely didn't pay attention to it and just 
kind of like in a cursory way absorb some of it. Oh, okay. Um, but like, I mean, honestly, like, yeah, probably like twenty five year old me. If if you told me that like organ harvesting was a thing there, I'd have been like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> How they get away with that? <laughs> like atrocity propaganda, man. It just gets people. Well, because like the in- I think one of to me one of the interesting things about China that makes this possible is that like culturally we have no baseline. Like not to make them sound like some sort of alien people, but it is a very different culture, and where most cultures like to cater to American and English cult- cultures, they do not. Uh, they are who they are, and you can you can. Res- I, I really want to visit China. I want to see everything firsthand. Because, like, no, I don't believe anything I fucking hear about it, but, like, I also wonder, with some of these people, the extent to which uh, they are not factoring in even the slightest bit of of cultural differences that could, could, like, I I have a background in anthropology, like, I know I don't seem that way, but that's what I went to school for when I was younger. And so, like, that's, that's sort of the way that I think about it, like, everyone looks at China from their ivory tower, and, like, is critical of it. In ways that's like, well, that's not white. <laughs> well, like, let's criticize this for how not white it is. And, like, no, they're doing their very own, very constructive thing that is very different. Like, uh, the biggest thing is, is like, uh, how China is treated as a nation of secrets. Just because, I don't know, like, as a culture, they don't want to run their fucking mouths as loud as they can from the highest mountain they find, like everyone in America does. Declan, you look like you're about to say something. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I saw this, I'm sorry, this is, like, off topic, but I'm looking through these comments, and there's some guy named Devil Dog in Pittsburgh who says Hugh appeared to be in the same mental condition as Biden, who is also is led, or <laughs> is often led off stage by the arm. Uh-huh. Listen, that wasn't me, but for our purposes, that was me. <laughs> Devil Dog, you rule, you're my people. There's another oh. one here. Um, it says, so much of the way the CCP runs the show reminds me of the Democrat machine in D.C. And it's like, yeah. like Oh, I saw that one, too. That was like, well, you, you, can, you can tell that that dude's coming from a Republican perspective, oh, yeah. but also he's not wrong. Well, no, so that person, I, the reason I didn't read that one is because they were just basically like a lib, kind of pissed at the Democrat. The, they were framing it as the like Democrats keeping out the other candidates but they, they came off like a bernie bro or something and then somebody was like responding to them in another very lib way saying like oh no the democrats had to put up like a bipartisan partisan infrastructure bill blah 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 it was really fucking boring but it wasn't like it wasn't very spicy i, I was expecting more but i know we're at an hour i want to wrap it up but i wanted to read these two last tweets uh ward put a good one in um I, I put in the one everybody calling xi jinping a pussy for not shooting down pelosi's plane has to apologize now that he hired san francisco homeless people to curb stomp her husband which i thought was fucking hilarious <laughs> and then uh ward we can wrap it up and you can read that last one and then we'll we'll get going for the week watching xi jinping's speech waiting for the part where he starts ranting and raving about dominating the world but instead he just keeps talking about development goals and helping people to have a better life I feel like i might have been misled about the nature of this regime Hell yeah. It's, oh, cool. it's almost like they care about their people. Wild. No way. Imagine that. Actually, I'll, I'll say this and then I you think can for trains. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I have said this an endless amount of times and I will keep fucking saying it. I truly believe that a lot of people, especially in America, a lot of Americans distrust in China and in government in general is strictly rooted in our only perspective comes from having a government that we cannot trust. Yeah. 
it is so foreign to us that other people have like like you know maybe the maybe china has a cia like agency that's causing problems abroad i've never heard one fucking mention of it yeah and i feel like i would have from the us media if it existed but like yeah we we can't trust our government so profoundly that we cannot even fathom a government that could be trustworthy it's just like a trauma response from an abusive partner I was going to say, tell yeah. me about the Chinese reverse gladio that is trying to instill communism at local levels all around the world in different countries. And then please tell me all about it so I can fucking join. But on that yeah. note, let's wrap it up. I, right. I, I, need, I need to know where the membership forms at. I'll send you right. one as soon as I find it. All right. I'll see you guys next time. Later. All right, take it easy. Later.